Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Thoughts on Demand. This week we have special guest Brian Beckner joining us. He is the host of the Baller Lifestyle podcast. We discuss a little bit about his show and how they got started. Brian then reveals that he's been working for the NSA and spying on us here at the TOD podcast. And then the gang and I talk about some games that we used to play out on the schoolyard that would never be allowed today. And now it's time for the most important thing. Remember to subscribe to the show and share us with a friend. Follow us on Twitter at COD Podcast. Like us on Facebook and help us melt the snowflakes one at a time. Remember, just as your mom says, every time you download the show, an angel gets to masturbate. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know if you, because you have quite a few people on, man. Your production's pretty solid. Like I, I, That's one of the things I've really kind of liked about your show. You yeah. add in a lot of music to it that kind of stuff where yep. you you're you're basically pulling it up um and do you have a any because I, I wasn't able to find anything if you guys have like a streaming where you can actually watch you guys live too no um i would we're in two different locations like you mm-hmm. guys are you know so um that's something that i should be doing but i'm not because it's like all my effort to do as much as i do <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So how long have you actually been doing the show? Because when I actually I looked at it, I think it went back to January 2018. So I'm still kind of working my way through it. I've listened to probably yeah. 15 episodes now. We've been doing it since 2013. No. Oh wow. No, tw- 2014 maybe. Uh-huh. It was like the end of the year, so maybe like December 2013 we started. So you've been going at this for damn near. I mean, that's almost six years now. Yep. We've been doing it a while. So what's the schedule then? Because it looked like it was still weekly. Did you start off a little bit slower and just built it as you're following? No, group? we've always done it once a week. So we do, we're up to 283 episodes now, but then some of those have been double episodes. So it only just counted as one number. And then some were just one-offs that don't, that didn't get a number. Gotcha. And then additionally, I do a second show that is bachelor related that comes up on the same feed and those don't have a number those are just in addition so to those the what those ones, we ones do. are yeah okay so they're almost like a bonus episode episode for you guys pretty much we used to do we used to do it where we would cover when bachelor was in season our pop mm-hmm. culture correspondent at the end of the show would kind of update us as to what's going on in the bachelor mm-hmm. and my co-host does not watch the bachelor and so he would get it was actually kind of funny because he didn't know who anybody was and he didn't care. But it got it got to be that it was a a big chunk of the show that we would be doing that for. So we we just mm-hmm. split it off. And now I, I co-host that with a different guy. Gotcha. So I I, was, I don't want to screw this up. So yep. I always ask the guests to do this one. So sure. Before we go much further, kind of give a shout out. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, who who are your co-hosts there? Sure. Um, because I didn't catch. You don't say each other's names a lot in the show. Right. So I was like, oh, sh- that's okay, a problem. That's a problem. I introduce at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then, but then you know you're just you get to that place where you think everybody listens every week, and you don't realize mm-hmm. that new people are coming in. So it's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. It's hosted by me. My name is Brian Beckner. Uh, my co-host is Ed Daly. He is, uh, he, I'm in Southern California. He's in Hoboken, New Jersey. And then our pop culture correspondent is, her name is Kate McManus, AKA Fancy Sauce. She comes on every week and apprises us of all the gossip and yeah, news. Yeah, she's in like the, the pop, pop culture. culture. Yeah. And I, I like it too because she finds stuff that, uh, dude, I'm crazy on stories all the time. Yeah. Like I'm, I, and she's starting to talk about something. I'm like, damn, I never hear about that. Where the hell did this yeah. come up? And so every time she's been on, I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. I, I actually have to go look at this stuff now because it's super interesting. And that, that was one really kind of nice thing. And she pops in sometimes. I've heard her kind of like a little bit earlier in the show, but she, yep. yeah, she's at usually at the end. Okay. Usually, yeah. So usually we do about 90 minutes and she's usually there for about the last half an hour. But sometimes, 
you know, depending on how the weeks have gone, maybe she hasn't been featured as much. We'll have her pop in a little bit earlier. It actually just kind of depends on, on when she shows okay. up and when she's ready. If we're still doing our stuff, I'll just have her jump in because the fans like hearing a woman's voice. I think you're right, dude, because yeah. it gives a much different perspective. So on quite a few of our episodes, what we've talked about is like, here's a few differences between men and women. And it's things yeah. that throughout like my week that I just see pop up. Yeah, and, sure. And uh, one of them was like, um, th- like uh, it was uh, crap. When you're doing the laundry, do yeah. you check your pockets as a guy? Right. Uh huh. Yeah. And of course. every guy I know is like, of course I check my pockets. Well, I'm not some sort of animal. Yeah. But yeah. every woman I ask is like, no, I never check pockets. Why would I do that? That's funny. And it's like it's never crossed their mind. So right. it's like a lot of that kind of stuff, but that's that female perspective. Yeah, you don't think about that. We're three guys. It's yeah. kind of tough even with three guys to then get any kind of real semblance of a, a female perspective. <laughs> right, exactly. And they like they kind of like having a girl there is kind of good because, you know, we, a lot of the stuff we say makes her uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. so, so we s- sort of lean into that. And, <laughs> exactly. And, of course, and the of listeners course. like that. They like that she doesn't like hearing the, that kind of stuff that we do. Oh man! So how 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 fast did it grow for you? Because that's one of the things I've kind of been you know it's been interesting. I grew pretty quickly yeah. as far as the show goes. Like right. uh, first few weeks, it was like a hundred some listeners, and then all of a sudden it kind of popcorned up to like twelve hundred. I'm like, all right, now we're kind of around twelve hundred, and I'm, yeah. I seem to be stuck there for three months. Yeah, that's kind and, of, that's yeah, that's that's kind of the thing. I'm I feel like my audience has been pretty steady in the you know few thousands. For a while, I do have a couple of um, guests that come on that will get me bigger numbers. I used to uh, work on a radio show, a nationally syndicated sports talk radio show, and uh, uh, the host of that show, his name's Travis Rogers. He now hosts the local morning show on the ESPN affiliate here in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. he'll come on occasionally, and that gets me a big spike. And then on our Bachelor side, we're friends with Reality Steve, who's this big. Uh, bachelor blogger he spoils the bachelor every year and he's got i I haven't checked recently but i know he's got over a hundred thousand twitter followers so when he comes on a lot of lonely housewives will dial into my show but it's it's really i don't know it's (laughs) other yeah other than that it's pretty it's a pretty static in the you know few thousand people a week yeah, you know what's crazy about that though. So when because uh, we we met on Reddit, I'm not ashamed to admit that. Yeah, like, hey, I'm you know I'm interested, and it's yeah. not so much I do it because I'm hoping for a giant audience. I'm not necessarily sure. looking at it to become famous, um, right. but it is fun to know that hey, you have a community of three thousand people that totally. y- you get to as a host, you get yeah. to interact with almost as a friend. Yeah. And for them, it's like oh yeah, I'm a fan, but you can be like hey, you know I I actually this is the way I really reach out and connect to people and enjoy it because most of our lives is filled with so many people at work who are just shitty right customers clients other people that you work with you run into such so much negativity but now you have created a space of 3,000 people or two thousand, you know whatever your number is you've created the space where you can go and it's just hey we're gonna have fun and do what we enjoy yeah it's great. and it's purity for that right I like that I like the more so than the download numbers because I who knows I was I had originally hosted my show with Libsyn and I just recently switched over to uh, like a smaller hosting service that's free mm-hmm. and it works just the same. It's actually a little more easy, um, user friendly to use. Who and is it? If you don't mind me it's asking, called Re- I- oh yeah, I would I would definitely recommend it to anyone. It's called Red Circle. Um, Red Circle. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's free. It's just the interface is not as confusing. It's just better, I think, and it's free. 
Um, and you can and you can host as much as you want. And I haven't done it yet, but they have a system where you can um, you can promote via other shows where either you uh, can go on, you can uh, connect with those people and, and be a guest on their show, kind of like we're doing now, or you can record a promo and they can record a promo and you run it on your show. I don't, I'm advertising this and I haven't even done it yet. Uh, but I noticed that the numbers are kind of different. You know, the, the Lipson numbers at one point just plummeted. Like they were, you know, I was getting maybe 4,500, 5,000 a show. And then the next week they're like, Hey, we count the numbers different. And it went down to like 1500. Mm-hmm. And I, so I don't, I don't know that you get a real good gauge. I don't know that they've really figured out the metric that well in terms of telling you who's listening, but the engagement, yeah. when I go, when I post a show on Twitter and then, it, you know, the show link will be up there for half an hour, you know, and then all of a sudden people are reacting in real time, sending me tweets about what I said in the moment. A lot of times I don't even remember, but it's then you know that it's a tangible thing. It's not some bot in Russia or Bangladesh that's downloading your show. It's a real human being that's connecting with words you say. And that's, that's like the most gratifying thing. I think that's pretty awesome, dude. That's pretty awesome. So how long have you known all your co-hosts before you were doing this? Um, so I'm my co-host. Here's an interesting thing. We've never met in person. We, Oh wow. Yeah. We followed each other on Twitter and it's kind of weird. We're across the country from each other and it's just, never been that we've been able to connect ed was actually here last year and it just and it was in the summer and it just so happened to be at a time that i was out of the country and it just uh we've never been able to put it together so it's almost almost better that we just keep this going and don't meet but we followed each other on twitter and he's a writer and i'm a writer and we uh kind of you know we just thought it would be cool to do something creative together and the radio show i was on was kind of fizzling out at the time Uh so i was like how about we do this pod you know people are like where can i hear you more and uh i'm like let's try this podcasting out and so the first ones we did are really bad if you go to my web you know they're on my website I always tell people start at like episode 20 something because it right? took a while. <laughs> it took Dude, a while. it's funny yeah. because, okay, at this point, yeah. everybody in the world has a podcast. So we're yeah. going to just get nerdy and be about podcasts sure. because anybody who are listening to these things have probably thought about starting one or have one. Right. Would right. we agree with that? Okay, yeah, so, totally. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how all of a sudden you can make these legitimate friends because you know these folks. Like, totally. You know these people almost better than some of your friend friends that you hang out with. Yeah. Totally. So that's because you you meet with them once a week, as opposed to sometimes I only see some friends I live near once a month. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I I interact with <laughs> um, somebody. Somebody said calls people I'm friends with um, internet randos. Are you going to invite more of those <laughs> internet randos? And I'm like, I don't know. These uh, they kind of have All become right. my friends. I'm um, so fancy sauce. Our pop culture correspondent is. I'm actually married to her, and what I, I met her. I met her on Twitter. And, Damn. Yeah. And that's so, cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's it's just right, this weird right. world so that we inhabit for your other co-hosts, man. Yeah. This is the weird question for your yeah. other ones that you haven't actually met. Right. Yeah. Have you ever sent them a gift? Because that's going to differentiate between like a real friend or you're like, yeah, we're kind of friends. But if you've sent them like a birthday card, if you send them a birthday yeah. card every year yeah, or well, if you send them something like yeah. that all the time, then you are true friends. Um, So I've definitely I think I've sent. Ed beer. And, okay, that counts. That and counts. He's, he wrote a book and he sent me his book and he autographed his book to me. Uh, but I don't. That's a friend. That's a friend. <laughs> I get, yeah, I would say we're friends, definitely. Yeah. Well, because, you know, there's a lot of people 
I will say in the internet world where they've met, they, they, they met online, they've only had an online relationship, and they've known each other for 10 years. I mean, do, uh, so for many sure. of us have grown up in this world now. I don't know how old you are, but I'm in my yeah. early 30s. Yeah. You grew up with the internet in your house, but you were that first generation that really knew how you could use it yeah. to benefit no, your life. So I'm a little older, so I'm... Um, it's the internet isn't as intuitive to me as somebody your age that really grew up with mm-hmm. it. I sort of had to find my way to it and find the best uses of it for me. And I still feel like it's not as uh, cut and dry for me as it is for somebody that really grew up with where they never, there never was a world with no internet pretty much. And whereas me and you know, the internet was a new invention that came around when I was probably in my, middle twenties. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like if it had started earlier, I would be a lot better at it. You know, it's okay. So this is what's funny though. So we have a generational gap between us a little bit. You a little said, bit, yeah. All right. But I was listening to one of your episodes earlier, uh, last week and it was one of the ones where you guys were talking about shower beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the funny thing about that, right? Is three days before I listened to that episode, I had a shower. Beer. Oh yeah, for sure. So I was like, "Oh damn!" So now yeah. that you're saying that, that spans generational gaps, <laughs> oh, and for sure. I don't know what yeah. it is because there's so many women that I have talked to. They're like, "I don't. You're a monster. You drink in the shower." But then there's other yeah. chicks who are like, "Hell yeah, I drink yeah. in the shower." So oh, yeah. maybe it's not a, if, if women are against it. Maybe there are men against it, but I've just met a lot less men against it. No, I there's guess. people have been drinking beer in the shower ever since beer and showers were invented but it's just now that the world is so small because we're all connected and we can Uh all talk to each other and there's reddit pages dedicated to people taking pictures of themselves naked while they're drinking (laughs) a beer in the shower that we can all go oh shit i do that too i drink i'll have a beer in the shower why not Fuck, dude, I was bougie the other week, man. I had a champagne in the shower. Oh, yeah. And I had one of those little that. miniature bottles of champagne. Yeah. I was like, I'm feeling bougie as fuck. Yeah. It's a Wednesday afternoon. Get after it. Why not? Yep. I mean, it wasn't something high-end, man. I can't afford that shit. So right. it was whatever that uh, that weird La Octane or whatever it is. And you're um, like, all right, cool. Yeah. Hey, I'm good with that. Whatever but, gets you there. Yeah. See, it makes you a real alcoholic, though, when you also bring, like, the orange juice and shit in the shower right. and have a mimosa in there. You're you like, all right, I just up, mix it in my mouth. That's set, what I do. Set up a little bar, like, on the glass shelf in the shower. You do make your own little mixer in there. See, man, I, I, is it is it that bad? Like, you just said the exact same thing that I've thought before. So how are we both thinking alike right. if it's a bad thing? It's crazy. We're connected. Man. So, all right, dude, you guys also talk about sports, which I love. Uh, so one of the things I was going to talk about this week was – there's two, actually. Uh, the one that's a really big headline I'm going to say for later. That's the Andrew Luck thing. Okay. Uh, but you guys talk about football. I, I, I kind of hear more – it sounds like basketball for the most part is kind of what you guys focus on. Is uh, we do it all week. We, we do we – do, you know, we don't get too deep into sports. We're definitely in the sports realm, but it's usually just the weirder stories. But uh, we're comfortable everywhere in the sports world, I would say. Yeah, so one of the things I was going to bring up is how the XFL is a big picture. Like, I, I'm not going to watch. I'm not getting too deep into it, but it was right. a failure once, really. Why are yeah. you launching this again? Yeah. Like, I'm at the point where I, I don't I don't care about the XFL. Like, it's just going to be super – it's something that people are going to actually get angry about because they were always a little bit more intense than the the NFL, let you hit them a little bit harder. Yeah. And so now it, all it is is going to be more outrage on it. I'm like, all right, it's not even worth it because you're going to have protests against it. I don't it, even care. It's hard to know because there definitely is. People have a thirst for more football. I just read this book. It was, well, it was maybe last year I read it. Um, it's called Football for a Buck, 
It was written by Jeff Perlman, who's a pretty, he used to write for Sports Illustrated, and he's written a lot of books about sports. And it's about the USFL and how the USFL was really on the verge of blowing up when they played in the spring. And had they mm-hmm. stayed in the spring, it would probably have been a viable league to this day. But they decided to switch to the fall and compete with the NFL, and that killed the league. Um, so I but think, see, at the same yeah. time, I'm going to interrupt there. I'm sorry, okay. but at the same time, back when the USFL was around, football isn't what it is now. No, I agree with you. I to- so, I agree. It's it's hard for me. I can't get that into football because I every hit I'm like oh my god that guy's brain damaged like that's gonna that's a real issue for him but I feel like I'm in the minority like football is super popular maybe not as popular as three or four years ago uh but I I don't know it's it's tough I think there's a lot more (laughs) to quote George Bush strategery yeah in in football there's a lot more of a strategy to it and baseball too so I think when you look at those two sports they're probably about the you know football of course is bigger but I think baseball is probably a solid number two and basketball would be a third hockey yeah. fourth basketball's on the come my man that's that's the sport that's uh, that's the international sport right now it's big yeah. all over the world I, it's weird dude because you know what I think at this point and maybe this is me just getting old I think I would almost rather watch golf over basketball yeah you're getting old because yeah the young kids love basketball. Yeah, but now that I've gone out and I've played a little bit of golf, it's yeah. just way badass. Oh, I just heard my uh, I just heard Mo join us. I what's up, him. Mo? Yep. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, so hey, this Mo. is Brian. We were just kind of chit chatting, uh, kind of getting into some stuff. Um, but hey, welcome in, bro. Yeah. Um, so I, I yeah, golf, man. After I've gone out and I've played a little bit now, yeah. I'm like, oh, I get it. You see how much it's mental, just as much as it is physical. Uh, it's nuts. It's nuts. It always makes me nervous when they and Brooks Kepka took a woman's eye like a year and a half ago, it always makes me so nervous when they line up on the fairway when when people tee off. I'm like, how could you possibly be calm in a situation where you have people that close to your 160-mile drive coming off your driver? It's, 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 it, wow, it, I've it never is, thought of it from that it, aspect. So I've hurt dangerous. myself. Yeah. I've hurt myself at the driving range before because oh, yeah. of that. Yeah. I've sliced the ball, it bounced off the little, you know, protector wall, whatever they and have, hit you. the divider, and it hit me right under my testicles. Yeah. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. So uh-huh. I didn't touch the sensitive right area. Right under your testicles, you said? Yeah, yeah. So is that like a... your asshole? You got a hole in one, dude? No, yeah. no, no. Like inside my leg. Like same spot where, where Chad shot me with the, with the SIM gun. The same oh, exactly damn. spot. It's a fucking right curse spot. Oh, that's awful. That's a very yeah. tender area. I would it not is. like to take it a is. golf ball off that. Yeah. I did, and it sucked, you yeah, know. It sounds but, like it. You know, it's it's funny you guys are talking about golf because I was just reminiscing about how I even got into golf uh, because it, it was your fault, Josh, and you never got into it. You you set me up and you left. You're like, no, I, I, I can't fucking do 18 holes. What the fuck do you all play fucking $80? And I'm like, dude, come on. It's fun. Hey, okay, look. Here, here's what happened, Brian. We, we grew yeah. up in Vegas. Golf right. there for a round of golf is like 180 bucks a round. No. Like, I, no yes, in, the, in a no. nice golf Silver course rock. there. No, I never played that. Oh, uh, yeah. It's probably more than that. That's probably like two, There's, 250 rounds. You know, because of the weather, right after noon, if you can stand the heat, you yeah. can play a lot of good courses for like 40 bucks. 40 oh, you're right. Holes. If yeah. you can stand the heat. I can't stand playing oh, golf. Yeah. In you no used shade, to drive your car degrees. with no AC in the summer. You don't get the right to talk about the heat. 
See, that doesn't bother me because I even do that here now. I can't just go stand. That's, Here's the thing. I'm in the car. I'm out of the sun. You're in a golf cart smoking in, a cigar. No, but I have to be out in the sun a lot, and I just burn, man. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting you're, like, Scandinavian and you're in yeah, the you, sun. I'm basically, African. Basically, I'm, I'm whiter than a ginger. But I'm white, too. I'm not dark. <laughs> Homie, when you get when you get tan, you look like you could. Well, you are from Africa. You look like you're from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from there. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it, so there you go. I it helps go to, to like drink you. a lot of cold beer on a hot. It does, course. and yeah. you don't pee hey. as much. I, so, I've done it. Yeah, I was an addict. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Texas now, for, so for here we're able to go golfing. I can be out on the golf course at like six thirty on a Sunday morning, which is perfect for me. I yeah. love it. It's the perfect time. Yeah, I, I like that early round. Six thirty. I can yeah. have a beer at seven, and I'm paying twenty eight dollars for a full round of eighteen. We, we holes, have this in Vegas. Really nice we course. have this. There you go. We have this. No, we have you Sun, don't. Sun City, dude. It was oh, twenty eight dollars so a round. You were so out of it. No, you just you did no. You just didn't like golfing like that. You you drove into Big Five and made us buy beginner sets, <laughs> and just took us to the range, <laughs> and so we can play the North Las Vegas, which unfortunately is not there anymore. The North Las Vegas Municipal Court. We, or, uh, we play course. a little, uh, where I live here in Laguna Beach, we play a little, we have a little nine hole canyon course that's right, um, right across the street from the ocean. And uh, it's not cheap, you know, for nine holes, it's kind of expensive. It'll, it's usually like between 35 and 50 bucks to play, mm-hmm. but it's the perfect amount of golf for like an after work weekday. We tee off at five o'clock. We walk the course and we're done. We have a few beers and we're done at like six thirty. and it's like enough, you know, it's not, you don't feel like you really worked or anything, but you, but you enjoyed a little bit of golf. Wait, dude, you're from California. Yeah. Have you heard this podcast before you coming on? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Oh, you're anti-California? That's okay. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, man. I lived there for a year. Uh, it was sure. the worst experience of my uh, life. But oh. also, that was a fun vacation, though. Yeah. For uh-huh. me. But for you, yeah, it's awful. But you know what? You said you're from Laguna, right? Yeah. At least you live in OC. Yeah. I'll give you that. So I, here, here's our, our perspective. Like, we really sure. like San Diego. There oh, are a yeah. lot of things. In, like, California could be the greatest place on earth. Right. Yeah. But everybody needs to work together just a little bit more. Well, there's a lot of traffic. That's an issue yeah. for people. We can fix that. It's, we can fix that. It's very expensive, which is also it, it is. a massive issue. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, uh, for me, it's home and we have the ocean right here and it's very beautiful. But yeah, it can, it can be polarizing. I guess I'm just, I don't know anything else. I'm just from here. Right. Yeah. 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 People, and, and see, people... we used to go all the time, and then we yeah. started getting harassed by the cops. And at the time, we were volunteer cops. And I'm like, guys, we're not doing anything wrong. Like, yeah, we we know what's up. Like, I get it. But... That that can be an issue depending on where you go, for sure. Yeah. Um. But anyway, we'll move on from That's California. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I'm surprised that somebody. I thought maybe you're from Texas as well or the Midwest, yeah. and just you know. Yeah, I used to. I have, just a lo- I have a lot me. of listeners to my show from Texas because I used to be on a radio show, and the and the flagship station for the show was in uh, Houston. Okay. Oh, All right. Houston, so here, okay. I've got a question for you, Brian. Okay. All right. So it's going to be controversial because it's going to be a point of view, uh, and you're going to have to pick a hard line for it, right? Oh, fuck. Let's Where, go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay. 
for you, we used to play games when we were a kid, and there's two of them in particular that I can think of that I don't think kids would be able to play anymore. Okay, okay. smear the queer number one. You can't even ba- say the name of damn, it. Damn, you got it. That yeah. was damn. You're, that's on there. All right. And then I'm right. guessing number two has got to be butts up, right? You got to you. Holy shit, dude! You got. Are you kidding me? Nuts. <laughs> he literally just. We yeah. did not talk about this off air before we no, got on mic. We yeah. no. This dude, I am not no. kidding. I can mm. send you a screenshot of my phone. That yeah. is what I put in there. You got You might have to. You might have to bleep out when I said the name of that first game because you you could get me timesed up. Times oh, up. Times. Times. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the kids these days. They don't. They don't have the same opportunities to knock each other around on the field like we did. Yeah. Like I mean, it was cr- so smear the queer. I never took it as queer as homosexual, by the way, in that game. No, I took it as queer as the weird one because you had the football. Yeah, you're the one. You were the odd one out. Yep. And we would play, Uh, you know, they would take the football away from us sometimes because we were playing too much Smear the Queer. But then it would just be any other item would work. Yeah, I'd take a hat. We took a hat. I recall one time we played in elementary school, we played Smear the Queer with somebody's slice of pizza from the cafeteria where they were just... (laughs) You'd get tackled and you'd fling the slice of pizza up in the air and uh-huh. the next person would grab it and start running and then you would go tackle okay. that queer. I always have to do this for Monir because sometimes legitimately I don't know if he's ever played these games. Do you know what right. Smear the Queer is, Mo? Yeah, I've played it, yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's like it's like you, rugby, somebody has a ball, you tackle really. them. Once they get yeah. it up, they throw it up in the air. Someone else grabs the ball, you tackle them. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's all it is. There's yes. no goal, though. And there's I know no teams. stupid games. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, We always I've, did it for who could last the longest. Yeah. Like who can stand up the longest? And then all right, right cool. Well, you yeah, were, you were Jerome Bennett, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you turn into the boss. Thirty-six. Ah. Exactly. Exactly. I do. Yeah. All right. So butts up then too. Butts Mo, up. Do you know what butts up is? I don't know if I play that one. Okay. So butts up is a game where you have a racquetball or a tennis ball, and you have a giant wall in front of you. Racquetball is th- the better option. Yeah. By the way. Oh yeah. yeah. Racquetball is yeah. the way better option. Yeah. And so you throw the ball. You it bounces once, and you have to catch it. And you don't have. You have to catch it. If you drop it, you have to drop the ball and go run and touch the wall before someone else grabs the ball and throws it against the wall. That's so if right. they hit the ball with the ball before you touch it, you get a B. And you spell yeah, that out. Yeah, sounds like a up. lot of fucking yeah. running. No. Oh, it is. It's, but it's yeah. a blast. Mm, but it's not no. a lot of running because there's like seven of you playing, so there's always kind of somewhere wherever the ball comes off the wall. He hasn't, kind of throw it he hasn't explained. People. Josh hasn't explained the primary focus of butts up, though, yet. He hasn't yes, gotten so, the important part. Yeah, so you go through this whole thing, and it's a lot of running. All right, you're done. If you spell butts up first, and it was usually just butts, so five five outs, you got five outs. So if yeah. you spell B-U-T-T-S, you have to go stand up at the wall and put your ass out. Uh-huh. And everybody has to take 20 steps behind you, and yeah. they get to huck that fucking ball at your ass. Right. Uh, we played a better game called Ball Juice right after... Ball juice, yeah. What is ball juice? Oh. after playing basketball, you we just played a better your... game called ball juice. Yeah, continue. Fucking... Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no, no. Uh, you put your hand down, you fucking touch, get all the fucking sweat from your balls, and run by your buddy and just run it through his nose and wipe his face with it. <laughs> Wait, just is this at <laughs> random? <laughs> Oh, just when we're playing fucking basketball, like if okay. the, you know, I suck, so I always ball juice everybody because I get pissed off. And they're uh-huh. so busy into the game, so I'll just take a second break because I sucks and I don't care. 
and they're all crossing me and twisting my ankle, and I'll just ball juice the shit out of them. I hate that fucking game. Fuck ball juice. I'm not playing ball juice. Don't play basketball with us. No. Do not play. That's just fucking rancid. See, now, you know what, dude? You know what ended up happening is you did that to one of your friends at some point. No, one of your friends somewhere along the line was like, I kind of like that, and now they have some crazy weird ball juice fetish. No. No. I feel like that's like a stink palm. Like, you'll never get that. Like, once that scent hits you, there's no... You just never get get rid of it it's you always can. in your it was a painful game there. yeah fuck it was, i did not create it i participated because i was already dragged into oh, it so dude. all yeah. right i got one more game that i just thought of too okay it, the, the doorknob game you farted you had to go touch a doorknob if someone called doorknob oh. on you oh and yeah yeah to beat the shit out of you until you touched the doorknob we didn't uh, that game never made it to the west coast or maybe it was after because i'm a little older uh i don't i don't know about doorknob we never <laughs> so, played that dude i'm not kidding i'm an adult I'm an adult, and if one of my friends comes to visit, I might play doorknob with them. <laughs> you ain't playing it with me. No, well, and here's the better part: my friend would be like, "Yeah, I'm fucking in on this. Like, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, no, I'm sure. not. I'm I'm giving you my consent right now. I am not. <laughs> Put it on the record. I am not. <laughs> um, yeah." I'm, I'm giving you I'm, my consent. I am not. Those are really mixed messages, man. I need I'm a clear exactly. signal I'm here. out on doorknob, but I'm extremely out on ball juice. I couldn't be further out on the game ball juice. I wish I didn't right. even know the name. I don't think those two sorry, words Brian. go together. Like, I, I would understand if you would draw from the conversation I can't, right now. I can't get a far enough distance away from the game ball juice. Hmm. Oh, yeah, my God. It's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, but I, nonetheless, they can't play it today because if you touch your buddy's balls, that's either a, you're accused of being a homosexual, which is weird because yeah. they're more expe- ex- uh, accepted than ever now. But people yeah. still, you know, like, oh, the fuck you gay. Just tell us, you know, like, no, it's a fucking game. But here's it actually he, makes you very manly and toxic. Here's the thing apparently. about ball juice is no yes. fucking self-respecting gay guy would ever be caught playing ball juice. That, that's exactly like, that's like that's, fraternity that's a, bros that play. That, that yeah, game. that is yeah. a heterosexual like game. 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, oh, dude. But I, OK, they so won't hold get on. it. I learned about this thing, man. I, 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 I sent a tweet out and I shared it with my buddies. I, I text Mo. I found these things the other day, man. So my, my wife and I, we went through a, a you know, a slightly adult themed store. Um, mm. Just need to, you need to pick up your, 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 your occasional. Um, you guys are, you guys are about to get yeah. into pegging. No, no, this is far worse. This is, this is far worse. What's pegging? Where she what? would put on a strap on yep. and rail me from behind. Yep. That's what it is. Oh, ew, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, from the guy the guy that plays ball juice says, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bodily fluids, yeah. sweat, and sensitive But I can, I can understand and... that one. I mean, there's a joke about it in, uh, what was it, American Pie or whatever, with Stifler when he's getting the fingers in his ass. Like, I was like, uh, okay, pegging. Wait, is that understand. when they tickle your prostate and yeah. your orgasm so, like triples? Yeah, if, but if, I think. If they're pegging you, you're probably doing that. I think pegging, pegging to me seems like more than a tickle. Mm. It's like a more, it's more of an invasion. <sighs> I would imagine. Oh, uh, but I, but okay. I, I derailed your trip to the sex store, Josh. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I saw. Okay. I know where he's well, going. Well, I, I think it. I might oh. want to talk about these more or pegging more. <laughs> so I did see something in the case. And I was like, I've never seen this before. And I was like, Hey, lady, like, what is this? And she's like, It's a re- urethral sounding. What? Oh, rod. fuck! Somebody sent me a Reddit about this, or they they mentioned it. On my show, they accuse me of being into it, and I'd never heard of it before, and it's insane that it even exists, and there's no way this can feel good. The sounding one, bro? Yeah. I'm not kidding. 
was as wide as my index finger. No. Somebody, no. somebody famous was into that. I no. just heard it. I put the pictures up on my Twitter, so if you wanted to go uh, at TOD Podcast and pull it up, and I have the pictures, that, but I'm like, oh my god, like I don't understand how you can get to that. And it, and she was like, well, it's it's a very popular medical fetish. And I was like, medical, medical fetish? fetish? What the uh, fuck is a medical In her defense, fetish? these did look like something I would see at a dentist's office. Yeah, because they're like stainless steel. Right. Oh, yeah. right. And they laid on a plate like yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. and they're laid on a plate just like you would see at a dentist office. Dude, what, my wife was standing off to the side of the counter. She she was listening and she was like, Oh my god, my dick hurts. Like she's like, That yeah. fucking hurts my dick. Yeah. I can only imagine how you feel. Brian is about to faint. I'm about to faint, yeah. you know. It, it, yeah, dude. look, he's about to fucking have a stroke, dude. Just let it go. Well, I I saw the the tools already. I once had a But but that's a weird accusation though. Where would they ha- where would anybody have the basis to accuse you of something like that. That's true. Yeah. Who's, well, I don't know. Like, because that's somebody who's into that. He's like, right. oh, I bet you he won't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. I, I ah, yeah. I I'm going to make it famous. My, uh, my uh, friend of mine, a roommate of mine, when I was younger, he had, uh, he had uh, relations with a girl that maybe had been carrying something that he contracted. And mm-hmm. so he had to go to the doctor and to, to test, I think it was chlamydia, to test, they had to do that thing where they put the long Q-tip all the way down oh, yeah, the yeah, dick. Yeah. And oh, it oh. and it sounded like the most, ever oh, since man. I heard about it, I'm like, that's the most terrifying situation I can imagine. And I've spoken to other people that have had that test also. And my whole life, I'm like, I don't ever want to be catheterized and I don't nope. ever want to be tested for any kind of disease yep. that where they put something inside my dick. And now it turns out, People do that for fun. For pleasure. Yeah. They love it. <sighs> they, they do. Yeah. All right. All right. Let me ask this now. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to make you guys take another controversial stance. Okay. Okay. Uh, Brian, you said you're married, right? Yeah. Okay. So you've got a wife. How far is it acceptable? Like as a married person, if you're, if your significant other came in and said, this is what I want to do in the bedroom, whatever it might be, because we all have different areas of comfort. If yeah. they came in and like, I want to do this. Are you obligated for like the first time they say that you you kind of take one for the team and it's something that you just kind of put in your routine and you're like all right this I'll, I'll do this for you even yeah. though I don't really like it yeah. I'll do it for you like maybe for her she loves to have her asshole licked and you hate eating asshole yeah but it, it, do you have to take one for a t- for the team as a married person so I don't personally I'm not a guy with a lot of hangups so there's probably not a lot my partner could need that I wouldn't be willing to indulge. Um, but now if she, if she came in and was like, Brian, I've been thinking about something and I haven't known how to broach the subject. Uh, it actually, I just want, I'm just going to lay it out. I have a medical fetish where I want to put this long piece of, uh, stainless steel into your dick um, I would I would draw the line this there. Is, this is making my, my cock hurt. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely wouldn't do that. <laughs> there, there's rules. There's limitations to that. Okay. You know? yeah. So there is a limit, but is there a certain ones? Like, if is there a more mild one? Because that, that's, let's go ahead and just say it, a very advanced. Yeah, that's very extreme. Yes, that's, yeah, that's very that's advanced. Beyond. But see, it keeps getting more extreme, though. So, but First, when, you, when you were to start, so what would it be? That's what I'm saying. Like, w- there's a point where you're going to say, look, that's that's too advanced. Like, that's very advanced. Maybe only 1% of the people like that should. Like, no, that's that's very something specific and niche. Yeah. It's, but uh, at the certain point, there's yeah. a very general perspective. 
Yeah, I just it's hard for me because I feel like um the sex I have is pretty vanilla. It's very satisfying and great, but uh, I don't know. You know, I feel like I'd be pretty open to whatever, but I just. Uh, I haven't really been uh, approached with anything that I found. All right, man. I'm going to pay you a compliment here, right? I I can tell you are a very smart man. You know why? (laughs) Why Because you know people listen to this podcast. (laughs) You know people on your podcast will listen to this podcast. Well, they they so you have to. No, they'll they'll accuse me of anything. I've already been accused of being a sounder. So it's like I'm not. I don't have anything to hide. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're smart highest. because you know your wife might actually hear it. So you, yeah. you, you, because you're going to be accused of it either way. So there is no benefit of ever. Because I'm just saying, like, I'm not yeah. going to admit crazy shit either. Right. You know, hey, but like, hey, we all have our own freaks, right? I yeah, I definitely don't want anything in my dick. I'd say that's where I, I'd say that's where I would draw the line. I would draw the line at yeah. something being inserted in my dick. Let's take uh, just the general population. If if a husband's like, hey, honey, I really like blowjobs, yeah. and she's like, I don't like giving blowjobs. Is that a one a that the breaker. general population should? Yeah, that, that that's a deal breaker, right? Yep. She should be able to take that one for the team because yep. at the same point, look, I know, and you they like usually the do. Yeah, but the, or I would take it a step further. You shouldn't be married to somebody like if you really enjoy getting your dick sucked, and you're married to somebody that doesn't like doing it. This is a right. conversation you needed to have early on because. You're you're gonna be together for the rest of your life. You should enjoy the same things. You should like the same movies and similar music and have, you know, the same food and the same kind of sex. I think. Yeah, opposites. And I wonder opposites if that's why... attract is one of the biggest lies I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that's right. No, yes, that's I just agree. a fact. Yeah. I wonder if that's one of the contributing factors of like the divorce rate. Like I know it, this is gonna it, sound it is. okay. Yeah. Here you go. This is gonna sound like crazy religious one. I'm not that. I, I swear. So yeah. I'm just saying this as okay, a true relax. perspective. Yeah. Right. A much larger percentage of people had gone to church 50 years ago. Would you agree? Oh, 100. percent yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. With that being said, most churches when you were getting married 50 years ago. Before you would get married, you would have a specific set of meetings that you would have with your your church right. leader. Yep. Yes. And they would give you pre-marriage marriage that. counseling. Yep. yep. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, from those guys who are probably super sexually repressed, they probably gave pretty good advice and said, "Look, if you really think this is going to be it for the rest of your life, you need to be one hundred percent complete, open, and honest with what you like in the bedroom." I don't think they even broached that topic. Yeah, I, think they I, really, I did right. that. Yeah, yeah, they don't. They it's very right basic. They yeah. are missing out. Of course. You want to have a happy, healthy, religious family in your church that is the yep. model and epitome of exactly what you're looking for? Teach those people how to communicate. They fucked up. And mi- you know what? Maybe that's why no one's going to religion anymore because they're yep. like, I don't want to go to church because he doesn't tell me to fuck my husband like I want. They or he doesn't tell wrong. me how to fuck my wife. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so now they're losing membership. Now I get it. Yep. Fuck Illuminati, right there. That's what it is. It or, uh, is. That's what's up. Da Vinci Code or whatever the hell is going on. We just solved it, guys. <laughs> yep. Good yeah. job, man. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Great job. <laughs> what's his name? The guy who wrote the Da Vinci Code and Dan Brown. Dan Brown. Tom Hanks. He, he be... oh, no, Dan, Dan Brown. Hanks Dan didn't Brown. write it, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Brown. Yeah. It's one of the few books right. that actually finished. This kind of ties into another topic I had written down, so I'm going to jump in and just go with that. All right, so. This topic that I also had for this was uh, women or men, man. Like, you, you guys ever have that friend who freaks out 
if her husband takes the wedding ring off. Um, or the I don't dude that like loses I, his shit, so they have yeah. to always have it on. I know that exists, but I can't say that I know anybody personally that's in Good. a situation where they need yeah. that. Good. You don't know crazy fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you associate with rational human beings. But I've, I've known different wondered. types of crazy if you're interested in the story. All right. Yeah, well, I here's am. my thought of this. So tell me, and you can tell me if your story holds true to my theory. Here's my theory. Okay. Those people who are super weird and clingy about that, yeah. who have such an affinity to like just freak out and they pay attention to it every single moment. You're in bed. Why are you in bed without your ring on? Yeah. Just fucking putting lotion on. Right. That person who I, freaks out and is I so insecure about them taking the ring off, yeah. their marriage is awful. Um. Well, anybody that's any kind of like that if somebody's deeply insecure like that, that's, that's what they're exhibiting. Then it, that affects other places in their life. So but, yeah, it's probably yeah, we'll pretty, say, they're yeah. truly meant it, for it each other. It does charge a chain reaction. Yeah, I think But so. if they're truly and meant for each things. other, they both feel like that. Right. So they'd be like, no, mm. this is a bond that is absolutely unbreakable. I can only pull it off for short periods of time to clean it and pray to it. Well, usually religious people do approach it like that. If you're talking about the general secular public, no, that's insecurities. Remember, there was a quarterback for the Houston Texans. They were an expansion team, and they drafted their very first quarterback. I believe he went to Fresno State, and his name was David Carr. And he played, his whole thing was he didn't take off his wedding ring to play football in the NFL. I do remember his, that. His his marriage, the bonds of matrimony were so fucking important to him that he had to wear a symbol of it on the field and back <laughs> then they didn't they hadn't invented those like silicone wedding mm. rings I probably i think those came old out, band i feel like those came out of the cock ring industry by the way but the he oh yeah good theory he, he would yeah. he would wear his gold <laughs> wedding ring and he would some dude in china was just like oh i can also wear this as a wedding ring yeah he would <laughs> he would tape it to his finger he would put like uh athletic tape all around his finger to because he could rip it off and remember Oh Jimmy Fallon a couple years ago had like a drunken situation where he fell and he stuck out his hand and his wedding ring got caught on a table or something and it nearly ripped his finger off. Well, this yep. guy, David Carr, was going out on the field every week with the chance of sustaining that injury because he didn't want to not look Getting married caught on the helmet. while he played uh, football. It's not just him, too. I notice a lot of uh, European soccer players always have medical tape yeah. wrapped around their wedding uh, finger. But I don't think they wear the ring under it. But so, I think they still do it. Oh, to symbolize. Oh, so to symbolize. symbolize yeah. I noticed. So David Man, Carr's if that's the brother, case, just get it tattooed on your finger. That, that's, that's what that's, they do eventually. Worse, David Beckham did that. Sergio that, Ramos yeah. did that. Uh, David Carr's brother is now the quarterback. Derek Carr is the quarterback mm -hmm. of the Oakland Raiders. Raiders. And I saw on Hard Knocks, he looks like he wears like the silicone style, like black band yeah, while he, i don't know if he does it in games but he's definitely wearing it in training camp well you, know what, you say that i have seen it in pictures or yeah. in the video when he is throwing now that you're saying i'm like i did notice that yeah. he did wear that it's because that weird. would make sense honestly like if you're a religious person and we have two sets that the priest blessed i would want to put those in the safe and get something that i would wear sure. every day and get beat up yeah, yeah, if it really matters to you, yeah, if it's that symbolic or that precious. Right, yeah. yeah. I, and honestly, I would even have different styles for different events. Hey, why not? Yeah, there are a lot it. of people who spend the cost of a nice car on a ring. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. For and sure. then it's, they it's don't illness. wear it. Yep. It's yeah. an illness. Like, and they're like, oh, it's too by. sentimental. If it's sentimental, then it shouldn't. Ha- it's 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 actual value shouldn't be inherent into the way you feel. Then does that make exactly. sense? Of course. Like yeah. if it was so sentimental to you, you its value wouldn't matter. It could be just a ring made out of a twig, and you would exactly. still love it. No, it's a lie. The it's jewelry so, industry started. But then, started. then why yeah. not wear it to show it off? Like they're like, oh, I don't want to lose it. Well, then why the fuck did you buy it? Yeah, because yeah. it's it's a power trip. They want to see how committed you are financially. I don't it's know, modern man. I day think, mindset. Yeah. I think that kind of mindset is kind of fucked up. And here's it's why. Here's, here's another is. example. Here's another example that is like, all right, you'll see what I'm saying. There are a lot of people who, on their wedding, get really, really nice, fine china. Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, how often do they use it? And Never. what is their excuse? Never. Oh, I don't want to break the fine china. Never. Well then, why the f- so you would rather it sit in its closet and be used once every six and a half years, or would you rather bring it out when you have your two, you know, another friend uh, over or something like that, or someone's in town? Like it's a special night. I haven't seen you in three years. I'm going to use the fine china just because you know what you're important enough for it. Yeah, and uh, enjoy it. So I'm, th- I'm on my second marriage right now. My first marriage, we. Uh, registered for China. And I remember going, what the fuck are we getting all this China? We got to store it. And she's like, we need 12 settings of everything. And I'm like, we're 12 settings. When are we ever going to use this? And I think maybe I was married nine years. I think maybe like one Thanksgiving, we used that stupid China and the rest of the time it was stored in like these special China storage bags that you get that come with it. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a waste. Like all these people could have contributed to something better. Vacation. Yeah, honeymoon or something. Fuck down payment on a house. Right, pay exactly. Off debt. Yeah, pay off your car. Yeah. You know? well, okay, so yeah. maybe if you inherit it, that's one thing. Like, hey, this is passed down. This is my grandmother. Yeah, it's this an heirloom. That's a completely yeah, different story. Different. Here's yeah. my humble completely brag different on this. Story. Because I, I realize this isn't normal. Like, I, I, So I recently inherited my grandmother's fine china. Dude, it's like it's sixteen play settings. It's yeah. six fucking pieces of play setting. It's a crazy huge china set. Yeah. And so I bought. I went out and bought those nice fine china holders. And I was like, I'm gonna take care of it. Right. But I break that shit out like once a month. Oh, nice. I'm like, no, fuck it. I'm gonna break it out all the yes. time. Every time I have a reason to break it, like, hey, I have a few friends coming over for dinner. I don't even care if they're bringing their kids. Fuck it. I have sixteen play settings. I'm gonna have a ton of meals on this with four people. Hey. And if someone breaks something, I don't give a you shit. Got backups. I got back. But, but do you guys know what it really it is? Yep. Yeah. Do you guys know what it really is? It's kind of the same thing. Like, I don't know if I picked up a new hobby and Josh called me a hipster, but I like it. And you're a hipster <laughs> for liking wine. How and big is your beard to... right now? Brian, I have a big. theory. I have a theory that <laughs> the bigger your beard is, the more hipster you are into one thing. Like you have one thing that you hold on to. And it can be something that isn't even hipster ish. Well it's just you have a crazy passion yeah, for it to a level that no one else if does. If there's a big beard, it's usually beer. Like you're really into like oh, close. IPAs. What's that? What else? Oh, whiskey. Ooh, cl- close. It's another vice. One more guess. Oh, cigars. Ah, smoking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not cigars though. Pipe. Oh, pipe. Well, that's kind of cool. Like nobody's. It is. The pipe is kind of going the way of the dodo. You don't see too many people smoking the pipe anymore. So. I'll, yeah, uh, but it's surprisingly it. a huge. He's over here looking like Gandalf, Yeah, it's all. Yeah, the church warden pipe is phenomenal. But anyway, yeah. they say like you should only smoke it once a day, you know. And, and a yeah. good pipe costs about eighty dollars. Yeah, and and you can buy old ones. They're called estates. Yeah. But I I'm just not good on the idea of smoking a dead man's pipe. Yeah, that just I, I'm oh, not sitting well like with that. that. I kind of like that. Yeah, well, you could still cool. collect and not use. Um, you could have like your main everyday smoker, and then you have a, like a collection of once in a while. 
style or just show them off. Type well, of Brian, yeah. I'm more of a tobacco guy. See, yeah. there's guys that smoke the tobacco, so they don't give a shit about the pipe. They just yeah. want decent quality ones. Yeah, yeah. And there are people that care about the pipe, the artisan of the, yeah, the yeah. cut and how good it is, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so, but I'm more of the you, tobacco. You want to taste the good tobacco. Yes. Yeah, so you so want the I best definitely, smoking device, not, not necessarily the prettiest or uh, best made. Exactly. Now, not, that being said, I don't mind the fact that it's used. Like, if you smoke sure. and you're alive and you're like, oh, well, congratulations for picking up the hobby. I'm sending you my old Dunhill. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. But I don't like getting used one. But they say you should only smoke him once a day. Yeah. But but it's literally made to be smoked like maybe three or four times a day. Yeah. But that's the same kind of people Josh is speaking of. It's like, no, we're never going to use it. No, we're just, you know, they get so it's addicted and attached. Yeah. Exactly. They mm-hmm. get so attached to the material that they just like do not want to risk the thought of it being hurt because it's so good. And that's so bad too, in a way, because you just kind of lock in like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. But there could be like, million better options but you're just so hard bent and attached to whatever this particular subject you wine maybe i don't know, cigars no uh, i get vinyls that. you know like Same i like vinyls a, yes you know, i like that yeah like i buy them to listen to them but also yes. like people with um vintage cars like if somebody has like a really cool like porsches are very collectible now they're skyrocketing in value to the point mm. where you're just not going to see many old Porsches on the road anymore because they're becoming too valuable to drive. Right. And so right. when I see one out on the road, I go, oh man, that's a fucking driver. This guy's got a driver. He He's, buys it to fucking yeah, drive what's it. What's the point of exactly. having it if you're just exactly. going to look at it? You buy it to drive it. That's, yeah. that's so what it is. Exactly. I remember my dad when I was in high school found this like perfect looked beautiful this guy never drove this car it was a jaguar xk or xj12 yeah the big big one yes beautiful and he had it for like cheap and my dad's like what the hell all right and the guy's like it's always sat in the garage i I, it's my baby it's my baby it's my baby he's like i take it out once a week that's it and so it was funny because my dad's like it's a great deal and the guy was just like i want to get rid of it but i want to give it to somebody who's going to be you know really appreciated so when you come over and you talk then if i like you i sell it to you so yeah my dad ended up buying it the guy liked my dad yeah it was a money pit oh yeah because he never drove it he was taking it to the shop and they're like it sat too long like this stuff has to move all the rings dry out all that shit yep yeah full rebuild you have to actually go out and move yep it's true is that's but, why yeah. people who like smoke cigars and drink alcohol mightly live longer because it makes you live longer. Just you gotta have science. bad habits. Yep, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> gotta have bad gotta habits. Have some vices. You can't be wound yeah. too tight. Nope. Bad. Well, for see that that's a part of it. So even if alcohol maybe is slightly detrimental, or smoking is, de- you know, for a lot of people now across the country, pot's becoming that kind of thing that is what everybody uses. That's their drug of choice. But sure. there's got to be it's a been. trade-off of hey. Yeah, maybe it has these few health side effects, but the benefit of being much happier, keeping your blood pressure low, being insightful, whatever that drug might be, because for some people coming home and having a glass of wine relaxes them so much that one glass is just like, that's all I need. Moderation. And that difference of, you know, I'm being relaxed, does that have a better health benefit than the bad is offsetting? Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. It does. I agree too. And I think for a lot of things out there, no matter what your choice is, like, hey, that you have to determine. For you, if if it's cigarettes, I love a good cigarette. 
All right. Well, the risk to that is pretty inherent. Like we now know yeah. it. There's a pretty clear correlation pretty between it. But if someone comes home and has a glass of wine, or maybe it's a cup of decaf coffee, like what the fuck? Who cares? What is the difference? Like, all right. right. There's really no correlation between it. For every correlation that's negative, there's a correlation that's positive. So it's basically basically a wash. It's fifty fifty. Yeah. You only live once. Like you want to just sit here and and just not do the things you want to do because you might last a little bit longer. Still that's what not I'm doing saying. the things you want to do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like. I never, I'm like, I'm like, I told you, I'm a big tobacco connoisseur. I obviously started with cigarettes, but now I just don't want to smoke anymore because it's not what it used to be. It's yep. disgusting. It's frowned upon. It's full of chemicals. There's hardly any tobacco, yep. you know, so, but. Well, uh, and you used to smoke American spirits and a lot of the nicer cigarettes. And, and yeah. I mean, then, I spend money. I, I like quality shit. Yeah, so I smoke a pack shit. of, I, I smoke a cigarette maybe like once every three years. And I'll tell you, every time I pick up another cigarette, three years later, I'm like, wow, that is yeah. not the taste that I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's why I switched to that? pipe. That's why I switched <laughs> to pipe, because it's all about taste. Yeah. It's all about the actual tobacco. Yeah. You know, it's, but... There's a big difference between like a European cigarette and an American cigarette. It's like night and day different. No, even just inside the United States, they decided yeah. to put carpet glue on it to make it fire safe yeah. and that took away from everything oh fascinating yeah so if you go down in mexico and get cigarettes there they're just like the rest of the world uh, normal tobacco yeah. with a bunch of whale vomit and a bunch of other poison shit right and but it's still at least you can taste the cigarette there's yeah. a flavor to it yeah, yeah, in yeah. america it just tastes like a chemical stick 100%. you smoke it yuck nicotine delivery it. system what mm. are we talking about I don't know, but I got two more topics if you guys are interested. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah, do it. All right. So this one is kind of a, a longer, more winded question, but it's kind of a, it gives me a little bit of perspective into people because I, I always do shit. And I'm like, fuck, I, don't, I wonder if it's just me. Like, am I just weird about it? So he, here's the scenario. I'm going to set it up, right? So you wake up. It's like mid middle of the night, one o'clock in the morning, and you're going to go take a piss, right? Yep. And walking into the bathroom in front of the shower, you kind of slip on like a little pool of water. And you're like, fuck, I almost, that almost caught me. Yeah. There's two now possibilities that you are going to be one of these people. Do you walk over it and go take your piss and say, I got to remember to step over that when I come back. And you remember to step over it when you come back and you're like, fuck it, it's just water. It'll be dry in the morning. I'm not bothering bending down to wipe it up. Or are you the one that's like, I'm going to forget that shit when I go to the bath bathroom and I need to wipe it up right now or I'm going to eat shit on the way back. Mm, I'm the second person. No, I'm the latter. Yeah, I'm the first. I'm the first because a hundred percent, I'm gonna forget. There's no chance I don't forget. I will forget every single time, no matter what. I take this analogy, this metaphor, and move it across any part of my life. If I don't do it first, I'm gonna forget. Out of sight, out of mind. I grab a towel and I wipe it up. Mercy on those personality tests because I put a lot of thought into this. Realistically, there is not a right answer. Yeah, no. And one person can say you're lazy. One person can say you're not smart because it really is a 50-50 split. Yeah. Because if I'm the person like, you know, Brian, because I, I go in, I'm like, fuck, I'm wiping this up because if I do not, I am going to eat shit on the way back. I am going to bet that my brain is dumb enough to forget. But if yeah. I do it right now, I will never forget. And as I get older in life, it's probably going to be a little bit more of a dividend now. But then again, I thought that, and then I was wrong. So if you're older, right, you're like, I'm going to remember to do this because as I get older, it's harder to remember shit. I'm going to slip and fall, and if I slip and fall, I'm breaking my hip, so I'm not doing that. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's one mindset. But the other guy who's like, I'm going to walk over it because here's my thought. I'm probably going to walk over a lot more puddles in my life that I might have to wipe up, and if I do it all the time, the chances of me bending over and breaking my hip are just the same. Right. 
Wow. And so there's not a there's not a wrong Damn. answer. They are 50-50 yeah. split down to the very base of it. Yeah. But it's a very different way that you live your life in the rest of the world, I'd think. Yeah. I, I think that would go back to what type of personality you are. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, see, and now here's my question. This is where you guys can help me out because this is where I have stopped in the whole equation. What are the differences and how would that mindset affect you in the rest of the world? So for some, for the prepper mindset, it would be immediately get rid of the problem. There is no time to spare. For the procrastinator, it would be the latter or it would be the first person like, ah, remember not to cross it. Fuck it. Hmm. But if that's the case, then then that might be. Now I see it. Now I'm just trying to figure out like if I'm here's the situation. Like I'm walking into a grocery store. Which line do I pick? Like it, it, you, how does that apply to everything else that you do? Like I, which grocery store am I going to go to? How am I going to like? I think about where does that affect you in the rest of your life? This well, is like a higher sense of awareness. Yeah, but it, like I, I don't know. I maybe and this is where that's why I've been caught up on this. So I'm going to let you guys chew on that one. Well, I will say this. I'm definitely so. My daughter swims on a swim team, and she hangs her uh, bathing suit from the door knob of the bathroom, and I know, and sometimes a little puddle collects oh, underneath it. That's a dangerous place to yeah. hang it. So every time I see it, I wipe it up. But I've been needing to schedule a dentist appointment, and they've actually called and left me like three voicemails in the past couple weeks. And I think they even sent me an email and I've not responded to any of them. And it's something I need to do. So I don't, while I am the puddle cleaner upper, I am very much in life a procrastinator. So I don't, somewhere there's a split there. You're creeping me out. You got the whole smear the queer and butts up thing. Yeah. Because you're the same. No lie. Yeah. I have been mean. I've I've called my dentist like three times trying to figure out an appointment to go in, and I'm like, ah, I'll just do it later. I'll do it later. Yeah. And it's been pushed off for three, four weeks now. Oh yeah, Brian, are you a CIA agent coming? To yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. Dude, I am. <laughs> been super reading creeped out right now. This, whole time. See, this yeah. is why you he's guys, on the show. Yeah, I was reaching God. out, and he's like, oh, this is my perfect way to jump in. I have been spying on these motherfuckers for three weeks now. <laughs> All right, I know exactly what's going on in I'm Josh's right. life over here, I'm and in I'm gonna jump NSA on their show. Building the NSA data collection building in Nevada right now and I'm actually watching you through your computer I'm watching oh, I'm using well, that, my, my screen is covered my yeah. camera is covered well, but I have well I'm looking for screen. a job so if you're hiring let me know <laughs> okay <laughs> all right <laughs> oh my god dude yeah. so that is crazy but I guess is, is that a thing about guys though because I mean I know it's kind of common and out there that people know about it women are much more likely to go to their doctor it's routine for them they have to go all, all the time for their gyno for their checkups and everything like that and yep. they do that very religiously from the time they're young guys they don't go to the doctor for shit for yeah. years yeah. I know people who have broken bones and they're like it set up you know it was set enough when I was there I oh, hate going to the home. doctor yeah. I dread it so so we don't go for 45 years yeah. and then all of a sudden like hey shit really starts going wrong at this point you you need to go to get shit checked out mm, yeah. yeah that's why they live longer though that's true there, there is that might be why <laughs> there is a, no it's a lot more complicated than that <laughs> <laughs> he laughs because he knows everybody knows what I mean but yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm also dumb, and I really would think it's just that. <laughs> no, just we, we're, we're by nature, we're just very adventurous creatures. Even the laziest, most introvert of us. Dude, the, you want to know f- one of my favorite Twitter yeah. accounts is that it's women live longer. I yeah. love oh. that Twitter it thread. Makes, and it just shows it's guys true. doing dumb shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I like okay. I, I don't know about you, man. I I would go out and play tackle football in the middle of a paved street. Oh yeah, Fuck we used it. to do that all the time. Yeah, played yeah. soccer with a rock. Yeah, same oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Rode a bike off of a roof into a pool. Yep, yep. done that. No, honestly, <laughs> that. Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on. So here we go. Here, here's three guys that grew up all over the world and the country from each other, and we all have done these exact things. Just the things. dumbest, yeah. most hurtful shit. Yeah. Yes, tons okay, of okay, bicycles. Here's a good one that I BMX. don't think kids would ever do anymore. All right, are you ready for this? Yeah. I don't think kids nowadays will ever jump on a train. No. No, definitely not. I'd jump on the bus in Egypt. L- like a moving bus? But a train yeah. is kind of hauling. And if you fuck up, you are dead. Yeah, no. It's oh, difficult. We have subways there. So it's like Chicago and New York. Like yeah. you go in, you know. So, but, but the see, bus, the public buses, they stop and go. These drivers are mentally not fully here. So they do I stunts. I would be curious. You have to, yeah. I, I can take you. To see it. Well, no, I'd be curious if kids nowadays no. would do that. If, if they kids would be don't even want to drive cars. Do you remember how anxious we were to get our driving permit, not yeah. even our full license? They don't even want to drive cars now. No, like, they get driven. Stupid. Yep. Yeah. That's, this is things of the past. They now. Uber. They have an app. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. They don't go. You're right, dude. There are a lot of kids. Like, my nephew is turning 18. He does not have his license. My, no, my he doesn't want it. My sister-in-law is, how old am I? I'm 32. She's 22. She does not even have a license. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, dude, she moved to yeah. a city with really good public transportation just yep. so she didn't have to drive. I love that. Yeah, she's like, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to a big city with a subway. Uh, I take the metro everywhere. I love the that. Driving is awful, dude. Uh, yeah, it gets, See, it gets a little, little tedious. Yeah. There are times where I absolutely love just being in the car, listening to music. It's a perfect day out. Fuck it, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to. And wherever you're going, you don't necessarily need a destination. I mean, you might just be running errands, and you're like, it's still, I'm enjoying being in the car. Mm, that's yeah. you, not me. Yeah. I hate being in a car. You've never had like a I want to be on a houseboat. <laughs> you've never had like a like a Sunday night and you're coming home from dinner and you had a beer or two and you're just like I had a really like I was hanging out with some friends and now we're just driving home. I'm just mm-hmm. listening to music and it's a perfect night I got the windows down. I no, I do that when I have a check I'm trying to impress. <laughs> But I've been uh, with see, the same girl for the past six years, so I don't see, have to press. That's anybody. where you're fucking up. You should yeah. always be trying to impress her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. No, I do. T- Listen, I that's what making day. her happy and buying gifts is for. All right, because we have yeah, a very efficient. System that's the thing that will make her happy, and it's free. What? Taking her through a drive? Yeah. Really? Dude. <laughs> All right, cool. I got a couple more things. So I don't know where you come down. I know you're in California, so stoner culture is all over. Oh, yeah. Yep. Laguna. Yeah. Yep. And I'm going to get political here for just a second, but it's completely hypothetical, so you don't have to worry about it. Okay. I have a theory that right before the election, like two weeks before the election, Trump's just going to drop that shit of, hey, pot's legal. I'm decriminalizing federally. Bam. Executive order. And he fucking wins in a landslide. Mm, he, the card is on the table. I can see that. He's 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 shady. He's, so that's something he can do. He wants to be a law and order guy, though. Like, oh, he's, you know uh, what he might do? Here's even better. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Here's the. Oh, here it is. He is going to do it two days before the election. Because no, will the stoners knows. wake up in time? Well, here hmm. it is. Stone, here it stoners is. are woke. If, they're not. They're not voting for Donald Trump under any yeah, circumstance. But here's a, here's your reasoning. Are you ready? It's it's flawless, man. It's flawless. His base, for the most part, participates in early voting. Yeah, there yeah. are a lot of the other side in the Democratic Party right. who do not, who go out 
two nights or the night before because a lot of their districts do it mm-hmm. that way. That's why you see those crazy lines in some of these de- Democratic part places, right? Yeah. Yep. Right. So That's why they his so voting block polling places. Yeah, but his voting block will have already voted. Oh, for two yeah, weeks out of the way. Voting. The, yeah, so they, they can't go it. change their vote now. They've already voted. Think, Your vote has been cast. I think the stoners will eat a gummy or light up a big fat joint, and then they'll go and wait in line right. at their polling place. Here you and go. They'll punch the handle for Bernie Sanders. They might. But you know, I think I think the demographics, the demographics of stoners are shifting, though. Yes, I they're think not what you think that, who they are anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. They yeah. are people, a lot of people that smoke weed. Yeah. Well, have you been to a California dispensary? Yes. All right. So whenever I would frequent a dispensary when I lived there and I walk in, I was a businessman. I'd show up in a shirt and tie because yeah. I was getting off of work, and I would look around and I'm like, all these people are in shirts and ties. Yeah. And yeah. then I'd walk to the parking lot and be like, all these cars are a hell of a lot nicer than what I'm driving. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's and not so what you think. It's a very normal shopping experience anymore. And it, you get a cross section of people, you know? And yes, it's, it, yes, it seems that's like very true. It seems like um, when I've been there, it has been more, uh, more of an older uh, upscale clientele at the, at the uh, dispensaries I go, to, I go to. But maybe the kids are still buying black market weed because there's no taxes. I don't know, man. I don't think they are. I really no, don't. Not. I think and it's I so easy why. to procure there that they're not have. They, why risk going black market? Because a lot of that is still illegal. Like if yeah. you get caught yeah. spying from it, it's still illegal. So and why risk? Why risk that? And why risk getting something shitty? Here's what it is. Yeah, the dispensaries are almost like a McDonald's. Yeah, it's, it's vetted. consistent. Yeah, it's you know what you're getting. You know that it's been tested. You know that when they yep. say it's got this much THC or it's this strain that you're you're getting exactly. And there is liability, are. especially yep. with the guy who died from that lung disease from vaping. I, I'm I am most certain that he was vaping on street cartridges of for marijuana, sure. for THC, sure. yep. and those could very well be deadly i've been vaping when vaping came out from the beginning yeah i've never og early adopter vapor yeah uh yeah uh Uh, i've been yeah you've been vaping for a yeah like before sub ohms it was you buy the shitty kit two batteries for like yeah for like 70 dollars they costed like 10 bucks you know and the strongest nicotine was like 36 milligrams now it's salt nick and and he he was vaping street product yeah street nick Yep. So now, street no, it was street THC. Yeah, oh, street THC. That's what I meant. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's a lot cheaper on the street. Because yeah. people, you know, people like the convenience of vaping marijuana because yeah, they can yeah. do it anywhere. Yeah. There's no smell, nothing. Yeah. You know. So Pretty now well. with it's, this, it also wears off kind of quickly. So it's like you don't get super high. I feel like from the um from the uh, uh oils. Hmm. You you don't. It depends. See, and that's the difference. That's why, like in marijuana now these legal places they have the money they have the r&d they can research and develop and cross train and and hire scientists and yep. growers to make the best shit for the lowest price yep. right and there's rules yeah and there are rules they have to apply by you know yep. once it goes federal kiss all of that go by philip morris will come in by every single republican and say you know what yeah we're gonna put this shit in hand 80 percent trc plant yeah they, they have the r&d to do it and it's going to turn people into, it's not going to be weed as we know it. Yeah, you, but that I, will really make you perma high. Like if you've smoked a little bit too much angel dust. Like, no, you're, you're yeah. talking about, yeah, exactly. 
It, it will fuck you I up. I feel like there's term. a small market for that though. I feel like most people just want the little head change, the little mellow, not too intense buzz that comes with yeah, regular exactly. weed. Yeah. Because if you go into a lot of those places, I when I first started going, I was like, why would anybody want this lower THC shit? Yeah. And then I started looking. I was like, they sell a lot of it. It must and be mostly looking, what like, they oh. sell. Yeah. Yeah, it is exactly it because yeah. you know a lot of people. This is where it's bad. They're like a work from home person, yeah. and they'll just kind of keep that slight high oh, yeah. all day. It's a buzz. Yeah. It's not even a high. I would say yeah. more of a head change. I would agree. Just a, yep. a continuous head change. So he, yeah. here's my problem with that terminology, that verbiage. I, I'm going to be that social justice warrior, and I'm going to. I don't <sighs> like the term head change. I don't yeah. like the term buzz. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, and and I'm in a state where it's not legal, so I don't partake at the moment. But once it becomes federally decriminalized, I think, like anything, if you use it responsibly, it's right. And I'll tell you right now what it does for me is I, in my life, am not a very emotional, touchy-feely person. I am very disconnected from people's emotions, and I struggle a lot to understand their perspective. I I just, I am really bad. We've both suffered this problem for a long time. But the first time I ever was, I smoked weed, I was like, oh... I can empathize with them. Oh, and I have the ability yeah. to actually feel what their emotion is. Well, why do you think people develop anxiety when they start smoking weed? Yeah. That's kind of why we... everybody needs to smoke some weed, though. Because when you go, oh, I'm cool with kids being locked in cages, you smoke a little weed and you're like, oh, shit. That's kind that's of fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah, that's not cool. Like this is yeah, what, but it even what kind it of world are we living everything in? in your life. Like, yeah, oh, I, I walk into that store and that person said hello. Like. Yes. It's just their job and they're being friendly. Like they're just saying hello. So why don't you say, Hey, how are you doing today? I hope you're right. Like, what do you got to lose? Totally. You're more, you're it's more connected to free. humanity. Yeah, definitely. In, so, in a way I became that violent hippie that don't touch my AR 15 with the hundred round mag, yeah. but go ahead and smoke your plan in peace. I don't care. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, it, it's those things where if, if everybody had that peaceful thought, it wouldn't matter if you had the AR 15. Exactly. That's right. It's just we, and and you know when you, and we've talked about it previously on this podcast, and I'm sure you guys have covered it because you've had so many episodes. I mean, you guys have got, what, I think 280. Yep. And uh, you guys have must have covered it at some point where it's, if everybody just kind of, because all your social media is just so negative constantly. So bad. And it's fake positive too. Even on my Twitter, I'm forced to see it. I'll be looking for science and just interesting stuff and whatever else is out there. And I can like and follow all those things. But the number of tweets about those things are far overshadowed by the number of political stuff. So no matter what you put on there and like, everything has politics thrown into it now. There's no way for you to kind of escape it. It's hard. Yeah, and so if you if you if you kind of escaped that and started remembering, hey, let me just talk to this person like a human being for a minute. Yep. And if the other person, if you're in a store or a situation like that, the person, the client who's really pissed off, or the customer that's really pissed off, if they thought like, hey, okay, I'm 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 gonna trust this guy to do everything possible that he can to help me within his means before it risks his job, because I don't want to hurt that person and his livelihood and stuff like that too. And yep. you kind of come to this mutual consensus. But the problem is I don't trust any of these people because the first answer that I get from everybody at a call center is no, no, yeah. no. Right. I have to complain to three supervisors before you're like, hey, I have this really logical argument. Can you listen to it? And they're like, yeah, that makes total sense. Or mm. is it there's only a few of those managers because in the general population, that's really the percentage of the people who can think that critically. Yeah. I, th- I think that people are fundamentally good, but um, I getting back to the weed aspect of it, whatever it takes, whether it's meditation, 
whether it's just walking outside barefoot in the morning and standing in the grass for a second, what, <clears throat> whatever it takes to ground you, to let you know that, hey, I'm not an individual uh, existing amongst all these other individuals. We are all a connected group, a single organism trying to maintain this thing that we have going. You, it, you stop for a second. You go, oh, hey, let me hold the door a little bit longer. Let me let this person in traffic because none of that shit fucking matters and that's what that's what the media is failing at is to actually make it they try to make us feel like that's what's out there but then you're opening the door for anybody yeah and you don't look behind you to see what color or what religion that person is you just hear somebody coming behind you and you open the door and when he walks in he tells you thank you and if he didn't he's a fucking low-life miserable piece of shit so who cares yeah right but that's being human that's just that's That's just just a simple aspects of humanity exactly yes like, uh, well, hey guys, I think yeah. that's probably a pretty good place to wrap it up. Brian, man, uh, please do me a favor. Give us a, a plug of all your stuff where we can find you one more time. Sure. Uh, theballerlifestyle.com, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on any of the, wherever you get podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, any of those places you can oh, find us. Oh, it's a Spotify. Us. Yeah. You oh, can, perfect. You can find us on Spotify is like the number two biggest place to find podcasts now outside of Apple. Yep. So, are we on Spotify? We sure are. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, so any, or you could just go to theballerlifestyle.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Beckner. And uh, I really appreciate Yeah, I want to see what you look like now. Okay. Now that I talked to you. Yeah, I definitely want to see what you look like. All right. Like. <laughs> uh, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. That was a fun conversation. And Yeah, uh, I, we, I had I, a lot of fun. I'd like to come back anytime. Dude, any, anytime. You anytime. have a completely open invite. All Let right. me know yes. whenever you'd like. Appreciate and we'll, it, guys. we'll make sure to have you on. All, All right, right, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next okay. time. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks. All right, take care, Brian. Hey, everybody. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode of Thoughts on Demand. If you could, please remember to subscribe to the show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I think that's about it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.